It doesn't matter how much you push the envelope, it'll still be stationary. <laughs> no pun intended. Volume two by Will Livingston. Volume two. Look, you get it? Two? Like T O O? <laughs> Ready for a joke? Bakers trade bread recipes on a need to know basis. Need. I get it. A moon rock tastes better than an earthly rock because it's meatier. <laughs> oh man, that made me hungry. Oh? Hmm. Did you know diarrhea is hereditary? What? Yeah. It runs in your genes. That is so goddamn stupid. <laughs> you laughed, motherfucker. I didn't laugh. Yes, you did. Jesus, I'm losing it. You're losing it big time. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and this time around, this week, we are doing our own version of a halftime show. Yeah, that's right. The Super Bowl has got nothing on us at all. We are halfway through this latest season of Bad Batch and the latest, well, I guess the only season of The Last of Us on HBO, and we are going to be talking about both. I am lucky enough to be joined by a regular host that I'm usually with. Mr. Ian Walter, how are you, man? Good, good, good. Happy to be back and talking Bad Batch and Last of Us. Can't wait. That's it. And uh, I, I'm I'm introing it that way a little bit because I need to, of course, we need to put our hands in the air and clap and cheer <laughs> that Lauren is back with us. It's been far too long. I think, I Woo-hoo! think, uh, I think the last time we had you on, we were talking about Batman last year. I think that was the last time, which already dates us way too far back. And that is terrible that we've been, it's been that long. Uh, Lauren. How are you? I'm good, boys. How are you? Yeah, I think it was the Batman was the last time we spoke. Yeah, we did Boba Fett finale and Batman. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, Lauren, so I don't forget later because I know that I will because it is (laughs) past 9 p.m. as of this recording. And uh, by the time we're done, I will be half asleep. But um, let's uh, let's let everybody know where they can find your awesome stuff online because uh, I want to do that up front because, yeah, I'm going to forget. So. No, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Hive at Low Row Nose, and then you can follow the Galactic Podcast at the Galactic Pod on Twitter and Hive as well. And then we are on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the major platforms. So yeah, it's me, and my cousin Andrea, doing some Bad Batch reviews and all the other kind of fun Star Warsy news and just Star Wars topics that we talk about. So Amazing. yeah, then, yeah, uh, it's, it's such a good listen. To the... I, I have to. Yeah, yeah, this is a podcast that I don't really like promote a lot for some reason. I'm a terrible person. It's okay. But we all have. Some we of all those. have that. Right, 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 right. We all have those. Uh, but we're doing uh, the Last of Us kind of talks and discussions on Geek Broads Pod uh, as well. So that's at Geek Broads Pod on Twitter. We're on Twitch at that name as well. And yeah, we're doing uh, non Star Wars stuff over at uh, that. Because uh, who needs so Star Wars stuff? Yeah, who, I know, who right. needs it? Yeah, it's, it's so all right, so we're wrapped it. up here. That was nice. Thanks for uh, joining us. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last of our. Uh, good night, everybody. Last, that's Back it. in my episodes. 
<laughs> what a way to end it <laughs> within four minutes. Yeah, that's just we brought Lauren on to just gracefully send us off. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this is, if, this if anyone could, and if we could have a good time doing it, it would be with you, Lauren. So yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, we have uh, we have a, we have a ton to talk about. Like, there's there's a bunch of episodes to talk about in both the Bad Batch and the Last of Us. Let's start with Bad Batch. I'm I'm happy that when it comes to to these shows, Bad Batch or or anything that's in the prequel era of Star Wars, that the two of you are here to guide me through. Because my experience with any of the animated stuff and extra, you know, information and all that is really just from these two seasons uh, and a few episodes here and there of of Clone Wars and stuff. Like, I just I don't have as much deep knowledge about it. So it's great to have both of you on because I know you, you're my you're my quote unquote experts on all this. So it's I'm, I'm great that I can throw it all to you. But uh, OK, so so far we've we've have. Um, Nine episodes right now mm-hmm. for Bad yeah, Batch that we've been just through. Just over half of each of these shows. Just exactly. Yeah. So we've been through nine. Um, overall, Lauren, so far, before we get into details of like certain scenes or episodes or characters or whatever, mm-hmm. how have you felt season two has gone so far? I, I've i been loving it. I, I really have. I think it's doing a really good job, again, setting up the Bad Batch, the crew themselves in their story, their kind of trials, tribulations of post-Order 66 post you know camino um r.i.p you know like their whole story is setting up so many good like threads so far within the second season and we're learning so much more of 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 sid of certain bad batch characters too we're getting a lot more like character growth character depth so it's been a really fun ride so far you know halfway through i i'm i'm in i'm sold um these last especially these last three episodes have been really really good for me, really expanding upon the bigger story, I feel like we're getting within the show, the bigger thread of clones and things of that nature. So, yeah, it's been great. Love it. I love what they're doing with this. The animation, the music, as always, is stellar with Star Wars, especially in the animation arena. They they just absolutely kill it every time. So, yeah, been loving it. Been loving every single episode so far, for sure. Nice. Nice. Ian, how about you, man? I'm also enjoying it. I'm excited to have Lauren back here because I remember, I recall when we met, we were talking about the Bad Batch first season and we we talked yes. about the first four episodes of that show. And I think we've always been pretty positive on this series. I've definitely had like my ups and downs sort of within the seasons as to how, right, right. how much I'm sure. enjoying it. Sure. But yeah. I think the very first four episodes were really strong. The very last four episodes of season one were very strong. And then this one for me, I've been enjoying it throughout. Like I think, I'm very positive on it overall. It's just uh, maybe a slower start for me into the second season than I would have expected. However, knowing that it's a 16 episode haul and knowing that they kind of within animation, Clone Wars has always been kind of like uh, every couple episodes is like a deep story session and then or maybe even a couple in a row. But then you always kind of have these side adventures and you have these little light fun adventures and once you kind of know the tone or know the structure you're kind of okay with it to kind of having these peaks and valleys as the story continues forward so for me really been enjoying it but i agree with you lauren i think the last three episodes have been the strongest so far of this season and Mm -hmm. now i'm really excited to see where it goes next especially seeing what those 
titles of those next two episodes are like yeah <laughs> what was it retrieval and metamorphosis those are some yeah, spicy those are titles some so. deep stuff it, yeah it's yeah funny. yeah just like just a couple words it's that's yeah. all it takes <laughs> well it's funny too ian that you bring it up that like you know in clone wars you did get more of like arcs right you got like these yeah. three episodes that really stood together in in bad batch you're you get that at times but then there are a lot of kind of standalone like saturday saturday morning cartoon Andrew, you know, Andrea and I have talked about that a lot on our podcast where it's, you know, it has a middle beginning and end that episode. Like there's it's no really self-contained. Of, yeah, yeah it's, they're self-contained. So you get that more in Bad Batch, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. And I wish it was a little more like arcs. But you know what? It's so funny. Together, because, they're so good. Like, because the Tales so of the Jedi for me, that's like full on story. Like. It's yes. so concentrated yeah. that all you're getting is like, but I think it's like, you know, you got to remember Star Wars is for everyone. And uh, Filoni right. has this style where he wants to do certain things. And you can right. even see it come out in live action. You can see it in The Mandalorian, the way they go on these kind of adventures. Sometimes that don't mm-hmm. seem like they're heavily tied to the main arc. So, right. mm-hmm. so yeah. definitely that's just how Filoni rolls. And I think like yeah. we're getting some great stuff out of this and like. Yeah, if it was like eight to ten episodes, maybe I'd want it a bit more tightened and focused, but it's 16 episodes, so I'm sure we're going right, to end exactly. up in a decent spot by the end of this season. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of right there with you guys, I think, uh, for the most part. I think that uh, the last few episodes have been great, uh, especially. Um, and I honestly, I think I, I'm enjoy. I'm definitely overall enjoying this season thus far more than the first, even though I really enjoyed the first. Um, mm-hmm. So I think second season right now, I think I'm actually seeing these threads and these longer through lines more obviously through this. Like they're not, there aren't as many of those episodes that are just one-offs and self-contained. And when they are even like, I would say the most late, the latest episode in a way is like that, but mm-hmm. a couple of things happen where you're like, oh, this, this is a, a through line, or this is a character moment that we're going to come back to. Whereas some of those self-contained episodes earlier in this season, but especially in the first season don't really have those moments or didn't have yeah. them as obviously or as impactful. So I think that's really great. Um, we're, we're just going to pretty much spoil points and stuff as we talk through the episodes. But you know, the fact that they, in the latest episode in episode nine, they lose their ship <laughs> and you know, like something like that, maybe they don't get it again, but there's going to be something about that because it is, referred to as quote unquote their home by well, it's a big deal camp. for omega for sure yeah for yeah. omega it's it's a big deal and, and it's completely understandable but that moment may not have been there a season ago um or that type of moment in that way and i appreciate that stuff but yeah. um i think that even the one-off episodes like the racing one for example has moments where you know things are being tied in that have just come up in in episode nine uh, I, I'm the name is escaping me, but the mob boss, the big guy is saying, you know, don't trust her because she's mm-hmm. going to it's going to bite you in the ass later. Five episodes later, that comes up and you go, oh, that's what he was yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, so things like that kind of come up. And I think that's really great storytelling. Um, and I want I want to go. I want to start with that episode with episode four uh, called Faster First mm-hmm. myself, because the second I saw and heard Teo was the second I fell back in love with droids again. I always love droids. 3PO is my favorite. Yeah. And this guy is very, yeah. And this guy, yeah, exactly. Right. Just because of that. And and it's Ben Schwartz and Ben Schwartz can do no wrong in my book. I mean, it's Sonic in droid form and I'm all for it. Um, (laughs) How's Teo? 
partially operational. With a few more adjustments, he may be capable of racing. Uh, that is hilarious. Ha ha ha. I am more than capable. I am ready to... Where are my arms and legs? Uh, hey, yeah? Did you forget you were working on me? Because it seems like you're just having a conversation about nonsense over there. How about a little less chatter, a little more spanner? I'm, I'm glad you brought up Faster as well, episode four, because that is the point for me where, like, I was able to relax and be like, okay, like, I'm just along for the ride. Like, I know they're yeah. going to do these, yeah. like, pit stops and do these things. And it's like, okay, I'm down for that. And, um, you know, where I was saying in season one, the first four and the last four were the strongest for me. It's like mm-hmm. now picking up to a point where every episode feels as strong as those sets of four. So it's like maybe the first three weren't as strong as those, in my opinion, but I think it's been gaining steam. And, uh, yeah. you know, the racing one in particular, because, well, I mean, they've been, they've been really good at doing these callbacks to the prequels that we never really were used to getting in like the sequel trilogy and like anything sort of beyond the, the original trilogy was not really calling back and, you know, understandably not really calling back to the prequel, but because we're closer in time period, we can get all these references to the prequel trilogy that I think are more appreciated these days than they were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just like things like that. And uh, I really liked that racing one. I thought it was like a sign of the range that these guys have. And like in the first I I know I'm going on a bit of a thing here, but like in the first season, I felt like with an ensemble cast, you don't really get a chance to elevate everybody. So the racing one was big for me because like, yeah, we have moments with like a lot with to do with Omega. We have a lot to do with Hunter. We have a lot to do with even Echo and like just like crosshair and like everybody gets their moment and maybe there were moments in season one but i don't remember too many strong moments with tech so now they seem to be like giving him his moments to shine i think he's really starting to like his standout uh, guy in in the crew this season he's my favorite like he is my he always has been my favorite favorite. i love the dryness of him i think it's yes it's it's great so sorry go ahead go ahead no no i i just agree i even the very beginning of the season, it felt like they were really focusing on tech and echo a lot, which yeah. I appreciate because like you were saying, Ian, I think in season one, it was more of a Omega hunter, right? You were yes. getting that connection, that kind of father, daughter or brother, sister, however you want to look at it like mm-hmm. that type of, yeah, yeah. Dinner yeah, group. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yep you got that connection and then you had like the other guys, but in this season you really are seeing the team overall be more of like the, the bigger brothers to Omega. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have obviously Hunter, but you see Wrecker, you see tech, especially in this last episode. And you saw echo like they care for Omega because they have had obviously more time with her and they, they see her as part of the, that's a good point. Whereas I think in the first season it was and very it's a like, perspective from like a younger character. Her? I don't like know. Child like, coming what, into like, her own. How do we deal with like, this? They're and not. They're seeing it through like jaded, like soldier eyes. They never had a childhood like They are trusting of her. They are seeing her as part of the crew, and you see that from her and her, like how much she cares. Again, especially in this last episode, you I mean how much she is hurt? Is hurt by like Echo leaving. Yes. Right. They've been through so much since. Right, exactly. They've seen a lot in their time. And that's why 
you know, tech was even like, you know, what, what's your issue? Like, I don't understand why, yeah. why do you care so much? They see, you know, they see things, especially him, especially tech, see things in a different way than Omega. Omega sees it as a family. He sees it as just a, a crew of soldiers and they have missions to do. So, yeah, it, it, you brought up faster, which is probably the most I've laughed at Star Wars animation in a while. Like, yeah. it was so good. It was so funny. Ben Schwartz, again, he is John Raffio, uh, John Raffio to me from Parks and Rec, which is one of my absolutely yeah, favorite one of the shows. Best. Yeah. And he is <laughs> so funny. And once I heard that voice and I knew Teo and I knew that was Ben Schwartz, I... Oh, I was in love. See, that's funny. Like I like him, but I didn't know it was him. So I just kind of enjoyed the character. And it was, and it was good anyway, you know, and that was like one of those fun episodes, you know, it was a little bit more fun than the other ones and stuff, but it still had those. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like animation seems to be able to push the boundaries of humor within Star Wars even more. So yeah. It's just like, you're not as thrown off when you see like announcers doing silly things and whatever. Yeah. It's just like, or they're announcing all the names and then they get the tech and he's like tech. Is it, does it, does anyone know this guy? Like, like he actually it. says it out loud. Yeah. Anyone know who this is? Like, I thought that was great. It was. It's so Star Wars humor, like humor. Yeah. When it's done well, it's so funny, and it and yeah. it it harkens back to Star Wars, though in live action. I mean, Han Solo, we're fine here. Everything's fine. How are you? Yes, yes. You get those moments, and it's just like Ian, like you said, like it. It can you can do it a lot more in animation because it just it feels right. And it makes sense. And I will say faster and faster too. If you have the opportunity to listen to it with like headphones on or earbuds, man, the sound design. Really? Oh, oh it is damn. so, you know, talk about, you know, you guys brought it up about prequels and like, you know, I think they are embracing it more, in my opinion, at within Lucasfilm Star Wars. They're embracing that like kind of era more, it seems like clearly. But man, if you listen to that, the racing, the and everything, the riot racing, like there are so many similar sounds that are used that you hear in Phantom Menace. Like it's so yeah. good. And it's I love so like good. to that point, I love that it's racing, but it doesn't have to be podcast. It would right. be cool to right. see pod racing. I always say podcasting, it's so funny. Um <laughs> like it would be cool to see pod racing again, of course, but like it doesn't right. always have to be that, you know, in Last Jedi we had the Fod years. Like it's just I so think funny. It's great like, that it's not. I think yeah, it's, great it's like that it it's just so funny, yeah. like in the human nature, even in a galaxy far, far away, where we're gonna find a way to race against one yeah. another, right. whether it's right. the yeah. droids or like whatever. It's just funny. Yeah. Um yeah, but yeah, that's a that's a great point. Does it, any this is kind of random, but does anyone watch Wednesday or have, have watched it? I have not have watched not. it yet. Everybody's saying yeah, it's okay. so good. I got to yeah. just because like there's that there's a moment in um, the racing sequence where it's like I get it with droids. It's it's a little easier to get away with like brutally cheating and stuff, and it doesn't seem like there's many much rules. <laughs> but it, it just found I found it so funny how like obvious they were trying to like fix the game or like trying to like yeah know, tip the odds right. in their favor yeah right. but it is droids at the end of the day and we know how people treat droids in the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. but dave but like you brought up though dave in that episode again as fun and as like sit down you know just you know you just soak it in it's self-contained yeah. you get that little moment at the end like you said with malegi telling you know wrecker and tech and omega you know watch your back with sid yeah and that comes full circle it ca- yeah, it came back true. at the end of episode nine, and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, like, I, you're I know that they were planting a seed for sure. Like you could tell they wouldn't make it so obvious. It wouldn't be just like an you know off comment or whatever. They he said it to them, 
Mm-hmm. And then that's exactly how episode nine, the latest episode ends. And it's just, oh shit. Like that's, you know, it's several weeks later. Like it's a month later at this point mm-hmm. that that was out. Um, which actually reminds me, um, I meant to mention this off the top. I've been watching these episodes at two at a time. Oh, so nice. I, that's I've, I've done that. And, and it's not because like, you know, I forget that it's on. Cause I'm like, oh, I want to watch the show. I think it's great. Um, I just, I, I find I did that. I think the first two episodes came out at once, I think. Yeah. Right. When yeah, they release yeah. this. And I felt like, oh, that was actually a really good 40 minutes, 45 minutes um, of, of TV. I'm going to I'm going to try that. And I've and I did that from the start and I've done I, I think I did three one week because I didn't get a chance to watch the week before to catch up or whatever. But other than that, I've been do, I haven't been watching them in single shots, I've been watching them in at least two or three at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, and the story really works like that as well it's it doesn't have to be just a one-off thing like even with with episode four i'm gonna we talk about other episodes but faster with episode four and another one even though that one felt slightly more contained than the next one or the one before it it's Mm -hmm. still linked together and i just think that's really great sort of storytelling through an experience that's only 25 minutes long on average. And that's, mm-hmm. that's no the, time at the all. The writing really. is so good that they've figured out ways to like explain why the story takes. Yes. What it does. And like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's literally a line of dialogue, but I can still appreciate the fact that they've thought about it. And yeah, um, yes, that's uh, true. But yeah. So, you know, we've got that race and um, I don't know for, for me, like it, we, we mentioned the last three that we've watched. I watched, um, I went to go watch eight and was pleasantly surprised that I had eight and nine to watch. I completely forgot that they dropped <laughs> on Wednesday. So it was really cool. Like I think by the time we're kind of at the end of episode nine, episode nine was a little slower than eight, but I, well, eight. So let, let's talk a little bit about how in Clone Wars, they, they take a detour every once in a while. For me, eight was one, eight was the one with the, uh, this, the, the Senate and everything, right? Like the Galactic yes. Senate. Yeah. To me, um, so that was a, like one of my favorite episodes because that. I think that's well, my favorite episode. We had right the now, appearance from one. Palpatine in that one, right? Yeah. Um, and I think everything leading up to Palpatine was incredible. Like it, it was a little slower, maybe in the action side, but it was like all the politics of Star Wars that you know maybe some people aren't into that, but like for me, every time we show the you know the Galactic Senate and everything like that, I'm I'm always interested in what's going on. Especially had, seeing like Bail Organa coming back and it had a nice um, little Andor vibe to it in animation mm. though. Not as yeah, big. Yeah. No, you for know, sure. Not not on that like scale, but the the politics, like you're saying, Ian. Like, oh, I could that, I could oh, see that. Like I so I appreciated good. that they just kind of stepped away from the Bad Batch. And somehow, even though it was like my favorite episode episode of the series, and you'd go, Well, wait a second, that didn't feature the Bad Batch at all. So how much are you really enjoying it? It actually somehow enhanced my enjoyment of like just seeing the Bad Batch again and and how they intertwined and and how they made their story like matter even more by what happened in that episode. Yeah, I I think it was a great way to to connect the larger scope of like what they're doing sort of quote unquote day to day still has an impact on the larger scale. And that's larger world and galaxy and scale around them also has an impact on what they do. And I think that that, you know, now you have someone who cares about the clones, whereas like, you know, they're always seen as disposable or stormtroopers are seen as disposable at a certain point. Like all of that stuff is, it's interesting to see, you know, someone in, in with a lot of power, someone who is a Senator to actually give a shit about them. And yeah. that's true. That's a good point to, to me. I haven't seen that. I don't know if that's come up elsewhere, but I haven't seen or heard that before. And I was like, Oh, that's, 
that's cool. That's very interesting. And just sort of like the, the violent intrigue of what politics could be is sort of what Ooh. they did for a couple episodes. Like, yeah, um, there's literally bloodshed uh, when it comes to just wanting to have people show face and say a couple words at, at a Senate. And that's, that's oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a dangerous battleground that uh, exactly. Senate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I do have a question for both of you. I was thinking about this, watching that and how intense it all was. And um, I'm just thinking, okay, so with the politics of it all, and we've got this Senator stepping in and she's talking about, um, well, I think the show overall is talking about the transition from clones to stormtroopers, obviously mm-hmm. the, the big announcement and everything and the yeah. thing that they're trying to pass. So it was funny to me because I think in the first season you, you get introduced to these concepts. I think this is, this speaks to the strength of the long form format because you get introduced to these concepts like, oh, they're trying to explain how the clones went away. They're trying to explain how we have humans in the Stormtrooper office now and all this. But then by the time you get to season two and they're and they're talking about it, I think they've done a nice job of like bringing you along and bringing you up to speed. And now it just seems like, oh, yeah, like I, I know what they're talking about. Like I'm, I'm in yeah. on it and, and, and they've done a good job setting it up. So like everything that they've established now, it's like, okay, there's precedent there. And now, and now just it doesn't seem like a shocking revelation. It just seems like a natural progression. So I like that too. So my question for you guys too is, um, is, is there a potential elf in the room with that senator? I know she's blue. She's got to be the same species as Thrawn, right? She seemed scarily similar to Omega to me. I don't know. Oh yeah. I saw like, that right away. Like I, saw, I personally like, I saw it right away. I don't know about Almost you, like <laughs> intentionally so though. Like I, I just think that there might be something more to that. What do you think about that Lloyd? So I know so that Senator Senator Chuchi, so she showed up in Clone Wars and I can't remember what season, but she was an integral part in that there's like a three episode arc or two episode arc with her. And she was super young at the time. And I don't know the connection. I I like that you brought it up because I think they're with Omega and Senator Tucci. I think they're definitely on that younger, obviously younger side. She's a super young Senator. Yeah. She's she's got to be like like Padme. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. Huge. And there's a huge connection between Senator Tucci and Padme in the Clone Wars. If I remember correctly. So like, you see her very similar to Padme in like how she sees the sees the Senate and mm-hmm. she sees the how the treatment of clones is going. Because you know, for me, Padme, if she was still, you know, alive at this time, she would be very vocal about what Senator Chuchi was very vocal about. The treatment right. of the clones, the treatment of what they're doing to them. So I see Padme in her, and I do see Ian, like you said, with Omega. They are very young, but they're very smart. They're very smart people. So Perceptive. I think see, perceptive yeah. is a good thing, too, right? So like, they just see things, yeah. They see it in a certain way, and that's why I think they, they kind of connected and are, mm-hmm. like, smart in that kind of regard because of how they view certain things. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they put the, – I like that they put them together – in the in that episode like she was kind of helping um yeah. uh, helping senator tucci and then that's why i feel her... like the parallels are intentional because they yes. chose to put oh them i agree there. oh yeah, yeah yeah i agree there there are huge parallels i think with them um and I, again i like how she showed her omega the senate and explained things and omega was like you know wh- who represents the clones and she was like well nobody but that's what i'm here for 
Right. So like that you see how yeah, don't you want a pension, guys? Right, right. Yeah. And it, that all harkens back to like, especially in in the United States, how our veterans are treated, and then I could sure, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The ramparts over here, like, yeah, sure, we'll give them a yeah. pension. They won't be yeah. around. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They won't be around to realize it. It's yeah. all good. We'll give, yeah, sure, we'll but give I, them a pension. Yeah, but yeah, no, I agree. There, they, there's a certain reason why they put those two characters together because they are very similar in in many many ways. I believe. I think they so even look similar. It, yeah, they they do. I think they're just. If you look at their like the facial features, well, they, hold they on, is it is it the same voice actor? Because I I feel like they have the exact same accent. No, I I don't I don't believe it is. I'd have to double check, but I don't believe. I'll I'll look it up while you guys talk. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but Senator Chuchi though it was such a nice little again for Clone Wars fans to call back on and then to get like you said, Ian Bail Organa. Like my boy, I love I love me some pale. And he's becoming like such a solid character throughout like yes. the early days pre yeah. original trilogy. Yeah, you know? and it's cool to see him kind of recruit, right? Like he was in the mindset of recruiting Chuchi because of what she said in the Senate. He was like, "Oh, I see her as uh, someone that goes with us on the rebelling side." That's a good point because you so see like, the yeah. the steps that Mon Mothma had to take in uh, in Andor. Like she's kind of like. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Like, how do I approach this subject? But with him, he like he figured her out real quick, right? And he knew he because could trust of her. The, right because of what her stance on certain things, and so yeah, I I love those two episodes seven and eight were really really good. Again, like episode seven didn't show the Bad Batch until the following episode, episode eight. But we got you know Rex back. You get to see um, again Rampart fall apart. <laughs> Rampart fall apart which was amazing. And then Palpatine doing his thing, man, being a master manipulator and just being like 10, 15 steps ahead of everybody. And it was just Mm -hmm. very, very cool to see. And then at the end of it, they're just like, essentially we got set up. It's sort of like what they're saying. And it's like, like, I love, I love that. That's right. Sorry. I mentioned in episode eight that it didn't have the bad batch. It was seven. So seven was seven. Yeah. yeah. But But at the end of eight though, very well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely very connected. Eight, they go, they go, well, they directly because of seven, they go on to the Venator and. and Yeah. Yeah. But like at that last scene, um, Omega is like, but we did the right thing. You know, like she asks that quite like she, she's trying to understand we did the right thing. Why didn't the right results happen? You know, and I think that was able to twist it was. Well, that's I mean, that's the that's the legit answer. That's actually what Mm -hmm. happened. But, you know, I think that's what he says. He says he he twisted the truth to his own benefit or something very similar to that. And I was incredible how you can do no wrong. eh? Yeah, it's like shit, you know, like as a kid or as someone who's 12 or however old she's supposed to be. um, That's a legit question and feeling like you don't understand, like you're told your whole life, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then the right thing's going to happen back or put good out into the world and then good's going to come back. And that didn't happen. And she's heartbroken mm-hmm. and she's confused. And then she's heartbroken yeah. again because now a member of her family is leaving. Like, it's just a very, yeah. that last five minutes of that, of, uh, of that episode was, uh, was very, and a very emotional, like topping of, of those, yeah. of that, of that. Um, yeah. cherry cherry on top of that uh, very emotional and honestly very intriguing like I intriguing couple of episodes because I think part of um, this, this is me part of the the lack of I think enthusiasm for parts of the prequels in my opinion for myself 
is that there's a lot of political intrigue in it, which is which is cool. And as a as an adult, as I'm old, as I get older, I appreciate it more. But I don't think it's written as well as it could be, and it's more convoluted, or it's not, you know, it, it's it's not quite explained the way that it should be. And then there's there's shows like this and moments like this where you really appreciate. Oh, I get what he was going for, and it just really needed to be fleshed out more. And now it makes more sense, mm-hmm. and it is. I I can really see what it what it was supposed to be or what it was meant to be unfortunately we just needed lots of extra context and everything yeah. around it and it, it's hard to do that in just six hours i totally i totally get it you know right. there's so much you need to do so i get that but i think moments like this and 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 shows and episodes like this make me appreciate like oh i yeah. i get what lucas was was trying to do there and why it was important and why that's what he that is what he wanted to do in the first right. place Right. Yeah. Well, t- talk about again. You you have these beautiful kind of the first two episodes were a nice little, um, you know, like twofers. You got these last two, ep- you know, seven and eight, and you get those standalones. But you get these really emotional standalones, like episode three. I think is the one with Crosshair. Yeah. And man, that, that was, was a great such episode. A, that was such a. It's a good Clone point. Wars, I mean, we kind of Clone Wars vibe past that one, it. but. <laughs> It was, but yeah, that was another one where it was like a detour from the Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, but but in a way, it wasn't because I mean we follow Crosshair, who was part of the Bad Batch. But right, we didn't get the main crew of you know Omega and Wrecker and Echo and Tech and Hunter. But man, talk about an episode that was just filled with like emotion. I mean, we get Commander Cody back, which was amazing. Yeah, and then you get those two viewpoints of Cody and crosshair and now that crosshair you know we see what happens to rampart obviously in episode eight but prior to that in episode three i mean he was just using crosshair to to do well, certain yeah. missions it's, and crosshair it's tragic was how committed yeah. crosshair is and he he's right like if it's not him it's going to be someone else like they don't care right iota yeah right. it's like he is so loyal to a fault it's just and Ru- and, Ru- and rampart never cared about the clones to begin with we know that in season one so he well, was just yeah. obviously dragging crosshair along and every time i swear i i don't know if this is facts but every time in that episode <laughs> facts right but i don't know if he was intentionally stopping crosshair from eating but every time he was about to eh. eat he was going to he's like, like watching the camera he's right about to exactly. take a bite. okay ding yeah right, right. So, like, he calls oh, him by his number obviously but now um, i'm interested to see now because we we haven't gotten a lot of crosshair and i would love to you know no we actually really often, haven't yeah and that's a question i want to ask yeah, you the guys, back half like, of the season will probably seem yeah we haven't gotten a lot of crosshair in this first half in the first half of the of the second season but now that you know we see what happens to Rampart. What I'm very interested to see what happens to Crosshair moving forward now. You know what Does I thought was interesting. Expand, you know that, that that's a good question raised for sure. And I thought it was interesting when uh, Tech was referring to Echo's decision to leave. He mm-hmm. also mentioned Crosshair's decision to leave. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he said we have to respect both of their decisions. He basically mm-hmm. sees them both as family. As much as he might not like Crosshair's decision, he still respects that he made it in some weird way. Well, he so even like, said that in season one. I think he said to yeah. to Crosshair Tech did. He's like, you know, just because I agree with you, or yeah, just because I understand you doesn't mean I agree with you. Right. So I mean, great that's line. Just, what a line. Oh, that's one of my favorite lines <laughs> in all great. Star Wars, man. It's yeah, so good. Sick. And of course, it comes from Tech, like just our no nonsense 
uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. No Nonsense. Bad Batch yeah. Guy, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm very interested. But how have you guys felt? Are you guys okay with not having crosshairs so far in this first half? I've been okay with it because I think that episode did I think a lot. The first season, and I was okay with it. I think the first season was crosshair heavy, and I think rightfully so. That's a good point. But I think, like, by mm-hmm. the time we get to the end of his first season arc, could you could say arguably his arc's not done because he's still very much involved with, mm-hmm. you know, with the dark side. But like, okay, oh yeah, he's coming back. He, he he's still went back. through like that that classic journey of like when you turn on the group and like they have to face mm-hmm. you again and everything. So mm-hmm. like he had his moments definitely in season one and i think we'll see more development from him even in season two but i think like to shift the focus from people that we had heavy focus on season one over to someone like tech and all these other characters that get more moments to shine in season two i think it's a good it's a positive move especially if they do more like i don't know if they're planning on more than just this season but i think they absolutely could do more they could they could Yeah, yeah i mean i i um I, I, I find it interesting. I find him interesting and everything, but I, but it's been okay without him. I, I, I think they still have some time to bring him back. And even if it's in for small bits here or there, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I like his character. I like the dynamic he has between his, I guess, ex team uh, and all that. So I, mm-hmm. I, I would like to see him again, but I'm not like heartbroken that like, Oh, he's not, you know, the primary quote unquote enemy in these last nine episodes. It's, it's fine. They, they, yeah. though, those couple of episodes where he was more primarily featured specifically that, that third one, I thought that episode was amazing. I love oh, that so one. Good. Uh, yeah. Up until that, that seven, eight combo there, that was my favorite, um, mm-hmm. actually. So, yeah. um, and yeah, like, and that's, that's another strength of the show is that like, you don't like you, you guys have mentioned a few times, bad batch, the batch itself does not have to be front and center every scene and every moment of it. And the show is still very strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, in some ways, I, I, I like that, that we're, we're experiencing this and watching it and everything, but there's something about it. And it's the same thing with clone wars. And it's the same thing yeah. with, with all is like, if it, because it's animated, less people are watching it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, less people, I guess that maybe would not click on it otherwise i think if you're interested in it and you want to explore more star wars you're you're gonna watch it because it's star wars and yeah. consume it like we are right and that's fine but i think like the the sort of more casual fan may not because it's like oh it's just an animated show but yeah. it's so much better than that oh, and yeah. i think it would be hard to translate this show out of animation because they've done so much with it but i think they can do a lot of that now we've seen it in so yeah. many of the shows I don't want it to be live action because I, I think it looks great and I, I want to just be with what they're creating. Well, and here. There's so many but. stories like you can have all these great animated and you can have all these great live action and it, yeah. they found a way they're somehow weaving them in and out. Like, yes. I yes. think like it's a good point you made. Not a lot of people are into the animation, but like they don't understand. Like I think a lot of Star Wars fans don't even realize that this is canon, that this affects everything. Mm. It's like it's part of it and they do a good job. They're doing a better job of like incorporating these stories into live action or at least like linking acknowledging acknowledging that they're that they're there like acknowledging that they've made an impact and like you know they can change certain characters and everything like that um but yeah like i think that i don't know I, i think that um the bad batch okay so like it is a direct continuation of clone wars not just in timeline like literally how that first season set up right it was like mm-hmm. okay this is what happened in clone wars and we're continuing on and the clone wars sign changed to bad batch so i think like we've already mentioned the structure but basically like 
you know, in the Clone Wars, you had Anakin and Obi-Wan and Podman and all mm-hmm. these main characters, but some episodes veered off and didn't focus on them. And this exact same thing with Bad Batch. It's just a continuation. And yeah, they're the prime focus and they're taking us on this journey. But we get mm-hmm. to see other corners of the galaxy, other areas and how that impacts them at the same time. And I think it's great. Yeah, I, I think I think where we where we've mostly left off here as far as like where the sort of overarching galaxy storyline is going is I think it's pretty great that um, that like the stormtrooper program or whatever it was called is like we've we saw that we saw the moment where that happened where that was decided like yeah that's great to me that's crazy that we just witnessed that Um, that is a major it's a major (laughs) moment I did I honestly like I know what they were what what they were you know what Papal team was trying to do Mm -hmm. and what they were trying to stop him from doing like I understand what was going on in the storyline but I actually did not expect that at the end of episode eight or the last few minutes of episode eight that 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 Papal team was going to show up and and say the the storm like stormtroopers like he was going to say this is when stormtroopers start I did not expect that and I think that is a crazy moment drop in the middle, think, literally in the middle of a second season of a show that is just streaming on, like I just I find that crazy. I don't know what it yeah. is, but I was, was blown away that that moment happened. It's a bit what of a did, needle drop. Yeah. yeah. What the show does Mic well do yeah. is that you know, like we know as fans, like yeah, the clones do get phased out or whatnot. We know that occurs, but to see it, like you're saying, Dave, like to see it unfold, and to get that huge moment of. Again, the announcement of, yes, this is happening now. We are phasing out the clones and it is becoming, you know, stormtroopers. Yeah. Like that, that's a huge moment. And it's, it's like, they it's do like the it first animation. time. Yeah. yeah. It's the first time that senators, or at least in a major forum, the word mm-hmm. stormtrooper is being used. That's yeah. wild. That's yes. wild. I think it's wild. It's, yeah. It's massive. Oh, and look who's joining us a stormtrooper himself. Speaking of wild. Speaking of wild and sp- <laughs> speaking of emperors, <laughs> Mr. Michael, our power, are you there? Can we hear you, Michael? And it's someone that's been on secret Jedi business as of late. So. Yes, that's right. Secret <laughs> Jedi business. Yeah. Um, so, oh, he but, can't hear us right now. He is working through his tech. Okay. We got very excited, but eventually he'll get here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we can kind of talk about, you know, how we, we mentioned how we're, we're probably highest on the show in the last two three episodes and mm-hmm. uh, i think like we can look a little bit forward to what we think or how we think like i think that an episode titled metamorphosis is going to have a huge impact and forever change whatever's going on I, with the bad it definitely and could. possibly omega um that seems yeah. like a heavy title to me but uh that'll be episode 11 episode 10 will probably be like how they resolve the issue from episode 9 they're stuck yeah. they're yeah. marooned without their ship um, so there's, there was a lot of emotion in the, that episode too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to say that given that we're about halfway through both the bad batch and the last of us, I thought it was fitting that this episode, this episode nine of the bad batch was called the crossing because the last episode I just watched of the last of us felt like that title could have been used for that episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, of course, it was I, I, called Endure and Survive, but we'll get to that. That's a yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. Let's there. yeah. I, I think I think we can we can jump into the Last of Us and just say like we're excited for for what Bad Batch has going forward and yeah. and and have really. I mean, 
simply we've en- we've enjoyed it and and have yeah. really enjoyed how it's sort of ramped up the stakes and 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 the storytelling has been great. I mean, that's really the standout is the storytelling has honestly been excellent. Um, yeah. Not that that was a necessarily a surprise, but I think it's great to see that they've, I think, elevated it since season one. One so. question I have for Lauren before we jump off the bad yeah. bash. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, there was a brief mention of Omega saying, like, basically the meditation that I've learned is... Oh, yes. yeah, we didn't even we didn't even touch on... What's his name? The, the Gunji. Jedi. Um, Jedi Wookiee. It doesn't matter what his name is. He's a yeah, Jedi yeah. Wookiee, and that's amazing. I, I'll, no I'll just say that, like, he was a hype moment from the trailer that, like... Yeah. I don't know if I fell in love with this character, but I think like with something like novels, you have more um, chance to flesh a character out like a Wookiee. And I think like Buriaga from the High Republic is like a great example of that. But like mm-hmm. this, this character was fine. It was cool to see a, a Jedi Wookiee, but like what he represented and what Omega was talking about was like this idea of meditation and touching and t- reach tapping into the force. So Lauren and Dave, mm-hmm. do you, and even Mike, if you're there, do you think that Omega is going to be a force user clone at some point that she's going to be able to tap into the force in that way? And that we're going to see a very different, like where Boba Fett might be the alpha or Django mm-hmm. Fett is the alpha or no, sorry, Boba Fett is the alpha, but Django Fett is the subject. And mm-hmm. Omega is like, maybe like Omega, like the end result of the testing. And we finally figured out how to give clones the force yeah. and that, that could also tease into like what they're trying to do with Grogu. I don't know if they'll have her be like a force sensitive, you know, Jedi ish type of person. I I personally might not that I, not that I wouldn't be okay with it, but I'm I don't know if it would be earned with mm. two seasons. But here's what I think, though, honestly, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine uh, recently on on her podcast, and we were talking about how. You know, just because she might have force sensitivity doesn't mean she's like Jedi level, right? The one right. thing that in in Star Wars Rebels, again, I'm such a huge fan of that show, as anybody who listens to me knows, Kanan Jarrus is one of my favorite Jedi of all time. And he said to Hera in that fantastic episode in Rebels when he was teaching Sabine with the Darksaber. And he told Hera that, like, he what he said was, the force resides in everybody, but you have to be open to it to to be able to, you know, understand it. So yeah. not to say that she like Chirrut in Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah. yeah like, you have like she might not have the quote unquote Jedi, you know, pushing, running fast, whatever type of powers, but she might have something to where her her empathy or she just her understanding is maybe more of a higher level and her connection to certain things like Jedi are is heightened. I don't know. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. She, I don't think she'll be a full out like Jedi clone quote unquote, like, 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 like we're mm-hmm. saying, but I think she could be force sensitive to a certain degree. And I'd be okay yeah. with that. I would. Yeah. Because... I think like a character like Maz Kanata is definitely aware of the force. Right. Right. Somehow right. able to tap into it. Right. So 100%. And understands like it that. or understands it on a different level than maybe other people don't. And again, this is a, a thread that I think they, you can see in season one, a lot of questions surrounding Omega at that time. So like, yeah, they, they, they sort sensitive. of like loosely hinted at things yeah. like, Oh, is she, could she potentially be that? That type Lama, of person. And then or, yeah, the, there was definitely the, hints of that. The, Cam- the Kaminoans, you know, Lama Say, who we know, I think it was Lama Say that is the one that gets 
captured by the Empire at the very end of season one and is heading into that facility for we I we believe cloning based on right. the person that she was talking to, their outfit was part of like the cloning for the Empire. So we know they are doing obviously cloning. Obviously they did cloning in Camino, but what type of cloning is the Empire doing? Are they trying to replicate Jedi? Are they trying to do things that way? So again, how how I think it all Omega plays into how they're trying yeah, to exactly. keep Palpatine alive and how right, it eventually right. gets to right. The Rise and of was Omega maybe the first of them trying something like that? Mm. I could see it's that possible, but do, do they talk about it? And first season, I can't remember, but do they they allude to the fact that she was there experimenting, not necessarily known to the. She was sort of a little bit of a secret that she was a clone, I think, wasn't so the, it? Wasn't yeah, the how yeah. I how I understand it is that obviously Django, the only thing Django required was basically Boba, like an unaltered son yeah. and all that. And they did that, but then they did their own thing in created Omega from his gene. So that's why they are, again, Alpha and Omega brother-sister. So... I, hmm. I don't like I said what they did with her we don't know we don't know how much of a genetic mutation or genetic whatever yeah. they did with her yeah we don't know extent. but I think it but I think that is going to be a a thread hopefully that they they tie up or expand upon the rest yeah of the yeah they'll, they'll explore it I think a little bit more yeah I could sure. see that I, I yeah. want to see if this character is able to kind of evolve to a point where we get a live action Omega and then one point down the yeah. line we get an interaction yeah. with her and Boba Fett I think that'd just be yeah. ridiculous oh man um, that'd be sweet yeah. but I think that <laughs> I that, that's, see... that's the long game right they've yeah, got an alpha and Omega so game. I want to see Gunji again because obviously he he showed up in Clone Wars uh, in that great uh, Padawan episode that Ahsoka was taking those Young younglings to get their true good skills. point. Yeah. Oh, such a good, such a good um, episode. But he was part of that, and then obviously we see him now in Bad Batch. But it would be cool to see him in live action. Like how, yeah, how mind blowing would it be for people oh, to see a live action yeah. Wookiee with a lightsaber running at people like that? Would imagine be he he shows amazing. up in like uh, the Ahsoka series. That I, that's where I think it could be because right. of the connection. Who knows? But yeah, I. It'd be cool. They can do certain things with these characters, like we're saying. They can pluck them, possibly, from animation to live action. They're not afraid of doing it, as we see. So, yeah, I could see it. I could see it, for sure. Yeah. There's lo- there's lots there. So, yeah. uh, Return of the Jedi. On Re- Return Disney. of the Jedi, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Michael R. Powers <laughs> is here. Um, Mike, what's going on, man? Yeah! <laughs> he, he's alive! <laughs> I'm not sure which mic I'm talking out of. I have three here in front of yeah, me. They're well, all good. Speaking to all of them. Speaking to all of them. Car holes. Amazing. <laughs> um, perfect, perfect timing, Mike, to come in because we're going to get into The Last of Us now. And um, right on. I, I said this before uh, before we got going on Bad Batch and everything, but uh, but I think you have the least experience with the games. So I think that it's kind of interesting that like, I think you play like a couple hours of the first one or whatever, but overall, yeah. like how, how do you, how do you feel like the last of us has gone so far in the first half of this first season? How, how you like it? For HBO to do a zombie, a zombie show. It's cause I feel like they have a different take, something different to say, um, a different spin on it, or there's something unique about this, about this story. And to be honest, which, which you hadn't fully experienced yet because yeah. you didn't like fully finish yeah. the game or no. Yeah. yeah. 
and I've consumed a lot of this zombie um, material over the past like 10, 15 years, right? Sure. And to be honest, the very first two episodes, very like underwhelmed or very whelmed, very well done, but <laughs> very, very well. similar to every other zombie thing I've seen before, right? You got the person who's, who's very, all the tropes are there. The person who's can't be infected. The zombies, you know, move a lot like other zombies you've seen like 20 days later. Um, and then you have like, you know, the zombies attacking and it's like the person was secretly bit and that's that bitten and that's revealed later. And I saw it coming from a mile away. And so you have all these tropes and it's like, okay, it's, it's well-made. It's a good show, but I'm whelmed. If anything, I'm, it's just really well-made. It's a really well-made zombie thing, which there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those. This is yeah, HBO. No, fair give enough, me, give fair me the, but then, but then episode three hit and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is what HBO does better than everyone, everything else. Right. So the episode three was what really sold me on the show. Until the first two episodes, it wasn't sold. Episode three, I'm sold. And now they've hooked me. And um, I think it's a great show. I think it's well-made. Um, they used the whole, oh, the person was secretly bitten uh, trope wow. again. So they've used it twice in the first right. like five episodes. So um, I hope I like what they did again, there. But, like yeah, but it's, you see it coming every time. because but, so, but it's, yeah. yeah the, the, did the did emotional, you like episodes four and five great. better than one and two? Um, probably, yeah, probably, probably did, yeah. yeah. But anyways, it, that's just all to say it's a good show, and but I hope it well, does more of what I saw in season three and does different things and brings different things to the table, brings different things to the, the genre, and doesn't rely on the tropes and things I've seen before. And if it continues to do that, I will be very whelmed. But if it continues to give me stuff like <laughs> the three, well, hey. it will be it will meet my expectations and it'll well like, isn't a bad spot for them so. though at least you're not underwhelmed because it's hbo you hold them to a better standard right just making an amazing looking amazingly That's well fair. done show yeah. is like the baseline for them right you, they are there to give me the best show of the year that i want to watch right so so that's what i'm sort of going into it with so yeah, that, I mean, that that's fair. I mean, episode three, regardless whether you've played the games or not, did something different. And it's just been talked about like so much now. And it's very obvious that it's just been completely, you know, just it's just been it's just been great. It's been great from start to finish. And everyone sort of seems to be feeling that way that that appreciates that that story and everything. But uh, but that's fair. I mean, like, I think I think it's interesting that I mean, it, it is just the way that the story goes. But it's interesting that that is so early in the season. Um. It does make sense if it follows the general timeline of what the game had before right. it that's based on. Yeah, that's kind of when they go and see Bill and, and, and everything. But the fact that they're doing that and they still have, you know, two thirds of the season left, I think is um, is a. Yeah, is what did you guys think about it? I want to. Well, yeah, I, I was going to jump in because I yeah, know yeah. that um, Dave and Lauren, you played you both played both games, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah. I, a little bit Multiple more than times. Life, but I, I don't remember, <laughs> if, I don't think that I finished the first one, but I, def I definitely played enough of it to get the, like the gist of the story. And I think right. at some point I just maybe moved on because uh, I think the style of gameplay, like I'm way too impatient for that type of game, but like um, I definitely <laughs> like love the story. Fair. And, and I, I will I've say seen, that the gameplay itself Again, this is about the game, but the gameplay, the actual act of playing the first one, at least in its original form, is not necessarily like the greatest, right? It's just, it's but really it is the story. story. It really yeah. is the story. Yeah. And so for me, like just being able to compare, first of all, I think the pilot was incredible because Mike, where I can see what you're saying is that it followed significant tropes. I think like when The Last of Us came out, 
it was doing just that. It was taking like familiar tropes, but making an incredible video game. And now we're getting an adaptation that is like, at least at the beginning, very faithful to that story. So it's like Mm -hmm. to see the way that they've compared or the way that they've, I know that the creators of the game are also involved in the creation of the show and that, that shows right. And in a good way, and they're not afraid to take risks and do things differently like episode three. So I think like each episode for me has done something different. The first one for me felt like the best way to establish like great world building for a pilot to bring us into this world and everything like that. Whereas episode two was very much more action oriented and felt like when I was playing the game. So they did Mm -hmm. both of those things well. And then Mm -hmm. episode three did something completely different. And that's just where I think we've got something really special on our hands where I think like that episode stands alone. And I think all of these episodes to me feel like short films where like they from start to finish satisfy me in a way where it's not like I'm just waiting for what happens next. I'm like, I'm very content with what they've been able to do. And three was best representation of that in the sense that like, if we're just saying an episode of television is probably the strongest, but I actually liked the last one, episode five, as far as being a part of the established narrative, like continuing what we've got the first Mm -hmm. four episodes. Like I think five, I think they're firing on all cylinders and I can't wait to see where it goes next. Even though I'm kind of familiar with what happens in the game, I think like they've done things new and interesting and different enough of the time that it like, it feels surprising still, if that makes sense. And they've still found ways to like capture the great moments from the game along the way that still feel genuine to an adaptation. So I think it's safe to say, I mean, this is kind of a tired uh, thing from from when this show started till now but like i think it's safe to say the video game curse that we've mentioned in the past on the show is clearly broken i mean this is the new bar for video game adaptations at least in my opinion whereas like um you get a good mix of like what it feels like to play the game but also like the actual uh storytelling is like top-notch like hbo you know great writing and everything feels like top tier as far as like sci-fi horror dystopian future kind of things this is one of my favorites and we can get into some more of the details but like i'm just very impressed with what they're doing so far yeah yeah lauren my 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 initial question being as the as the two here that have played through and 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 sort of i i'm constantly being like oh Oh, Bro, and try yeah. not to like say <laughs> to my wife, like, oh, that's the, because I did yeah. that too much in the first episode. I was like, oh yeah, they did this. They did it. And she's like, shut up. I just want to watch the show. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just very excited. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm that guy. I'm sorry. Right. Um, so I've tried to like tone it down a little bit. Um, I, how, how have you, I, I guess, you know, obviously how have you felt so far? I, I think it's, it's generally been pretty positive, but um, also like, how do you feel about the differences that they, and choices that they've made? And and how they've sort of expanded certain things. Obviously, episode three is an entire expansion oh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. from from the game, which is excellent and, and very cool how they did it. But um, those things as well. On, on top of how you're feeling so far, how do you mm. think some of the changes, not even necessarily one thing in particular, but just right. how do you feel like they've they've made those decisions so far? I think overall, first of all, the show is amazing. I mean, if you are a fan of the game, I think you have been very... I don't even want to say pleasantly surprised, but you have been surprised as how much they have kept to the source material and how mm-hmm. faithful they really are to this game. I mean, moments like really shot for shot, almost exactly like the game. 
I mean, you look at episode one and that whole, oh. once you get into that car, I mean, that was almost like a one for one. Like that was, that, those are the moments where I couldn't, I couldn't stop yeah. shutting up. Cause I was just yeah. like, Very oh, impressed. the burning house. Oh, the, oh, like, right. oh, oh, fuck. It was, it was so good. So it, they have done a good job of knowing when to kind of follow and be those moments. Yeah. And they're not even like, Hey, this is for the video game people. Like here's the big, they do it in a organic way that even if you haven't played the game, it would feel just, it would just feel like it's just a scene in a show that you're watching. Cause I think in previous, maybe adaptations of different games or whatnot, you feel that they are really maybe sometimes shoving those like Easter eggs in your face. Oh yeah. Whereas in this game, they're doing it in such a organic way that it's not like in your face, like, Oh, only if you played the video game, you'll know this. Like, no, like (laughs) only if you play the video game, you'll understand what that giant guy, loader guy came out of the forest. I love those, that guy. It was so good, man. Oh, the girl running, going through the car was Fucked yeah, up, it man. was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> was so wild. they, if, if and if you listen to, and I highly, like, I highly recommend if you listen to the um, official podcast that is done by Troy Baker, who voiced Joel in the video game. He talks to Craig Mazin and Neil Drunkman, and they break down every episode, and you just get this really nice behind oh, the so scenes cool. stuff. It's great. Yeah, it's really, really good stuff. But you can tell just by listening to them, and it shows in the show. That they know that what they're doing as far as, okay, we know the major beats of the of the game and the ones that I think fans really do like gravitate to, right? Mm-hmm. But then they know when to do that maybe hard left as in episode three. Like, okay, yeah, that part of the game was fun because that was technically the first part we we get to see a bloater, you're going through a high school, all that stuff. It was really fun in the game. But does that really translate into a, a yeah? Well, when does when they were like approaching to a show, you know, yeah, like, yeah, it's it's hard. Know. That moment would be would feel very that that moment in the game when you yeah. when you encounter the bloater in the gym, yeah, and that's like a big. It's like the first like quote unquote boss huge, action moment yeah. type. It thing. would feel it's like crazy, a video right? game if they did it like that. Exactly. It would feel exactly. It, in your exactly. face, like you just said, Lauren. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And they did it yeah. in a more interesting way and weaved it into a part of the show, which is Kansas City and that mm-hmm. whole, you know, um, uh, storyline of all those characters that is not in the game. Right. Right. So, like, right. they found a way to sort of make it all work, I think. So, I think, yeah, no, I think you're definitely it, onto it's something. So, there. you know, when they do those hard lefts, like they did for Bill and Frank, like, you were just like, oh man, like I honestly like it better than the game because yeah. in the game you don't really you you read those letters and you read letters that Frank was writing to Bill. So you don't get to meet Frank beyond him, you know, you see that he is a, you know, he got bitten and then he decided not to, you know, go on and uh do what he did to himself. But in the show, it's way more impactful. Oh like, yeah! You really see Isn't there that a letter in the game where Frank writes like, "I, I, I hated you, yeah. and I hated all our time and together." That was, and that's that was brutal. the most beautiful thing, Mike. I'm glad you brought that up because you see that you know after they meet each other and they have that you know those be- that beautiful moment. The next scene is like three years later, and like They're having a fight, bolting out the door and breaking out. And then as a gamer, 
and Dave, I don't know if you felt this way. I'm like, oh, okay, this is that moment where like, yep. <laughs> but no, but they didn't, but they, nope. they did it they such a that. good job. Right. They, they made like, it. It's oh, very poetic. Yeah. It's, yes. yeah, it's, it was just, it's just incredible storytelling, like through and yeah. through. And yeah. both actors are perfect for it. Oh, both actors. Ra- yeah. Yeah. Really Ra- I, I was going to say Ron Swanson, but it's yeah. Not- yeah. Well, and <laughs> yeah. I love hearing Nick Offerman. There's aspects of him in there. You know, oh, there's yeah. aspects yeah. of him in there. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing yeah. Nick Offerman talk about it too, because like he has a lot of love for Ron Swanson, obviously. And he, he sure. kind of alludes to the fact that. Ron Swanson is as close to like his real persona as like, you know, it's a caricature, he but is, it's yeah. still like an exaggeration it's, it's, of part of yeah, his personality. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. he, and then he talks about how, yeah, there's elements of him in uh, Bill, but it's very much like the, the survivalist, like dystopian mm-hmm, yeah. future version of him. And, you know, obviously there are differences, but there's also commonalities between Ron Swanson and, uh, Bill, so I, I I thought it was pretty cool to hear him talk about it and hear yeah. that he was a gamer nerd himself who played banjo. I, I do believe yeah. that yeah. Um, yeah. this episode has cemented um, Nick Offerman as the greatest TV actor of our generation because, in oh. my opinion, in my oh, opinion, Parks and Rec is he's the greatest good. comedy. Dead yes, is the greatest you, sci-fi show, you. and this episode is probably the greatest single episode of any tv show yeah. so to have one actor be part of those three things if you haven't seen devs that's the one that sort of flies under the radar is yeah. the best science fiction show of the 2000s i would say you know it's, it's incredible it's, yeah. it's but, but then amazing. but mike then but then so. severance came out mike so it's just... yeah severance so are you doing adam scott is the greatest actor yeah adam scott is the greatest yeah dave you're saying adam scott wait adam scott's also in parks and rec so yeah, if he shows up in last of us right. in some bottle yeah. episode then they yeah, can share they can up, share yeah. the trophy watch he's gonna show up as like one of the one of the infected just like under all the makeup hey mike you might have a new contender when you see adam scott and madam webb or whatever they're making oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> greatest actor but no yeah um, i yeah. i love that i love what they did with bill and frank and then again yeah. they the beats that they do with you know in episode four when they you know drive into the city again it's not it's kansas city but in the game is pittsburgh but again those little small changes i don't that that's fine i don't care that they're not doing them in the same locations like that doesn't it, matter yeah it didn't yeah because it would have never made sense in a show to go from boston to pittsburgh like that's no. not even a distance <laughs> right logistically that's not happening overnight or right in two days. right like, yeah it's not happening right yeah yeah so i mean but you had those again those moments in that section of the game they you know they they crash they gotta survive they run into yeah. henry and sam and yeah. all that transpires and then they made Henry and Sam so much way more impactful. Yeah, so that's show. what I, I wanted to get to yeah. too. Yeah, so I want to I want to touch on that in one second because I want to know. I don't know if you if you recall Mike in, in any way, but the the a fundamental change in in the show mm-hmm. c- compared to the game, and it's this it's not you know the only thing that's important about the show or about about the game really, but um, a fundamental change is that it the virus could be airborne in the, in the game and in right. here it's only fungal right it's oh, that's only a big difference yeah you so have it's to be bit, huge it's almost difference. like bitten like a traditional zombie thing it's it's bit. that and it also gives them an excuse where they're talking about sort of the hive mind type thing that does not mm-hmm. happen in the game right mm-hmm. they're they're all sort of roaming on their own sort of speak and that thing yeah. so like when they're explaining i think it was episode two yeah, yeah i think it was episode two right when mm-hmm. uh 
when Tess is with yeah, them Tess and everything. Was explaining and, it, yeah. yeah, and they're explaining how like you you can step on a piece here and they'll they'll feel it, mm-hmm. you know, two miles away or whatever. And like all of that is is exposition, but it's done well, and then they'll show you examples of that later and everything. And I think it works more for TV because otherwise, yeah. how is that supposed to to work? Like you have to keep everybody inside. You always have to have masks on their face and like, you know, like it's just, it doesn't really quite work. And I don't think it, it makes a massive difference. I think, I think no. it just makes sense that they did it. They yeah. made that decision. So like, I'm all for it. I think even something like that is like, like it's Dude, a fundamental just structure of how the yeah. virus works seems major, but it just has translated so well. And mm-hmm. I, I don't even have to think about it. So anyways, I, I wanted to mention that because I think that was a interesting change and, uh, and could be I wanted major. to um, mention, and I, I can't help but compare this show to The Walking Dead. I just can't help of it. Course. I read the comic it's book. It's going I loved to be, it. yeah. If yeah. you guys watch yeah. The Walking Dead, I can't help but watch this show and think. I started to and then I stopped. Because <laughs> I didn't play the game, right? So if you played the game, I think you're getting a lot more out of the show. Whereas if you're like me and you watched Walking Dead till you till you couldn't stand it anymore. because <laughs> You couldn't bear it. <laughs> you're watching this show and you're like, this show is literally just hbo does the walking dead like like every yeah, like I mean, to the point of like even the last episode they have to kill a little kid like that got infected that was done in, in like almost everything that can be done in a zombie apocalypse was done in the walking dead and it's t- like to me it's it's not fair but it's the detriment of my experience watching the show which sucks well but that's, that's just how i just, just like that. it's all it's it's all been it's like i want new different things not the tropes or the things that I've yeah. seen other zombie things. So that's oh, what sure. I'm doing the show for. And if it doesn't give me that, it's not going to be my, you know, favorite well, show episode of the year. three is it's still a great show to but... be different than, yeah. you know, they're willing mm-hmm. to be different. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And, I, I yeah, think, that's what's so I, I think, I, yeah, I think your, your, your point makes sense, Mike, for sure. Um, I, I think this is doing stuff that no other show has done. Um, and especially when it comes to anything video game adaptation related or whatever. Right. But I, I, I think this is doing something different. Like, yeah, there's emotional moments and beats and characters and character development and all that in walking dead. You know, if that's the most direct comparison, but I don't think it's as like this to me, this feels more like, like character story in a, in a really shitty setting. Yes. And the Walking Dead is more well. That is about... Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is always, you know, Kirkman has said like it's always about the, you know, the people um, are the yeah. real bad guys. The zombies are there as the backdressing, but the real and en- the real enemy, the real evil, is the other people. And that's exactly what this show is kind of doing. Like the real mm-hmm. evil is Fedra. The real evil is, you know, you have in Walking Dead, you have like Negan, the leader of the evil gang, and in here you have the the character i can't remember her name but the kansas city leader she's very much that character the ruthless leader like like i'm just drawing all these parallels and i'm just like when the show gives me something unexpected that i've never seen before like episode three is when i'm gonna be like yes this is why hbo decided to make this show this is why hbo Mm -hmm. is dipping into this you know hbo dipped into fantasy with with um game of thrones and gave us fantasy like you'd never seen before they're dipping into Mm -hmm. zombie now and they're giving me they're giving me zombie show that I've seen a lot before besides episode yeah. three. So that's my only like, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to like rain on your guys parade or like say the show's bad. No, I'm just saying well, no, if it's going to transcend, if it's going to transcend to be yeah. the but, greatest, it's got to like give me more. Uh, but again, that's, it's a big, yeah, but, big thing, big hill, a big, you know, task for them to do. Yeah. But well, of course, I'm expecting and, and, it to 
to sort of happen. Yeah, but that's but that's your experience coming into it, just like anybody else. Like me and Lauren have a certain a certain perspective coming into it. Ian has a certain perspective, mm, and yeah. so do you, right? So that, that that's all part of it. If that, that it is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, c- yeah. I, I'd like to say too that like I'm in awe of pure adaptation of it, just taking it from a video game to the big screen and to live action, and just not the big screen, but live action. Mm-hmm. It's just like. This would yeah. look good on a big screen, I'll tell you that. Yeah. They, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> it yeah. looked pretty sweet. It really would. It's amazing. Well, it's really well made. Production it's not to is discount anything character. that The Walking Dead has done. Like, the, the Walking Dead is a great adaptation of a comic book that's like a long running comic book. It, it's, it's, it's very, it, it's different for me. Huge comic like, book. Like, yeah. Walking Dead has those moments for sure, but it's just like, it's more. Um, you know, it's it's a much more long form. Like we're talking about, we've seen five episodes of the show. For me, it's done a lot of different things more than they've done. And I haven't seen all of Walking Dead, so I can't be totally fair to it. But more than they've done in a couple of seasons of Walking Dead, let's just say. Like, I, I think that they've done different things in this show. And there are the tropes. But I love mm-hmm. what I love about it, too, is just even from the jump, the way that they started it. I don't think they had the... 1968 interview in the game, right? No, that was just no, like a, no, that was that a was, new thing. But I loved it. The guy cool. from the Mummy was in it, and um, <laughs> they even they mentioned Big Head was Robert. in it, man. Big Head was in it. Yeah, they they mention the the virus. They mention that it's not a virus, that it's fungal. Mm-hmm. They 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 like as much as it, there are the zombie tropes and everything. They do kind of, and this is a testament to the writing of the game. I think my point my point in that like in the video game adaptation conversation, the reason why this one is almost like an unfair advantage is because the source material is done in such a cinematic way to begin with. Mm -hmm. And the storytelling is so good that you'd have to be a fool to fuck this adaptation up. Like you'd have to be like it because it's like, it's the game's that good. The the HBO doing the best story video game ever made is just the most winning combination you could get. Like, Uh, it's so good. That's that's me coming into it being like, this is known as the best story driven video game ever made. This is HBO that makes the best TV shows ever made. It's match made in heaven. Like that's why my expectations are through the roof of like, this is going to be the best video game adaptation ever made hopefully the yeah. best zombie show ever made hopefully my favorite show of the year and you know everything like that yeah. it's it's so but, far but it's i'll tell you what the show is doing for me it's capturing those details to a point where like maybe when i played the game i didn't even put two and two together that this was different than any other zombie game right mm-hmm. this this show set up in the first two minutes it had me because it's like it's actually explaining why this could be a thing and i latched onto it pretty easily because I know that, you know, if you watch, you know, Planet Earth or any of these things, if you heard about the zombie fungus with the, mm-hmm. the ants eating the fungus and then mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, climbing it's a real life. blade of grass, <laughs> tripping out, dying, and then a huge orange thing grows out of their head. Like this thing happens in nature. Nature is the most yeah. terrifying thing out of anything we could come up with creatively. And they're they're coming from a point of origin of like, yeah, it maybe it can't happen to humans in this way currently, but if we take this you know, this thread, this line of thought, and we just maybe evolve it a little bit. We've mm-hmm. got this great dystopian story. And I just think like from the first two minutes of the show, I was wrapped into it and that- didn't really care that they repeated some of the beats because I know that this is an older, well, not older game, but it, you know, whenever it came out, 20, 10 years, 11? 10 years, 11 10, years old now. 2013. Yeah. We're old. Yeah. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. We're old. The so game's like, not old guys. We're old. <laughs> like, this was the, the first big game. I, I think it was on my PS3. The first big game yep. that I played PS3. for PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just like, 
I don't know. Like, there's something to be said for the adaptation being that strong. And if they sure. they've proven to us as early as episode three that they're willing to do creative things and take yeah. risks and do different things than the game did, I'm ready for what they have in store for whatever it is this season, next season. Like, I'm I'm here for the ride. Well, yeah. I I really like, and I, I want to touch on what you were saying, Ian, about the just that first like scene of those scientists talking in 1968 like that did really set the foundation of okay this is kind of where we are and i think it hit harder coming out of maybe and obviously we still are in a pandemic over covid but like yeah that hit harder because i think we have all lived through something not on that scale but yeah, those clickers that, in my uh, neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Like really I mean, cool. I mean, some some might argue that there are definitely uh, infected, undead type people out there right. now in the yeah, last few fair. years. But no, that's fair. <laughs> but like in a particular part of their harder. body. But yeah, how yes. I say you know, yes. <laughs> it hit harder because I think just them mentioning the whole kind of pandemic, what can happen, yeah. and then to kind of again connect it to real life and again you have that fungus that does this to ants and all that stuff it does kind of connect you to you're like oh crap man this is it feels more real it feels more it feels authentic. plausible like they've yes. never really yes. like even in resident evil like they never really kind of explain why the virus works the way it does like right. they do they do some ridiculous Resident stuff Evil really. doesn't need to. It just needs to have a goofy well, time. And no, but like yeah. just zombie genre in general. I know these aren't yeah. technically zombies. Yeah, it just happens. It's the genre. Like right. they don't really say this is a virus, but they don't say like why that makes sense that there's a virus. Like, right. That's, a, that's there's a difference. That was a cool there's deal. a difference yeah. there for yeah. sure. And that they did and they do such a good job of setting that up, I think, within the first couple episodes. Yep. So then getting into like an in episode three where it's different from the game. It still it still fits because there's still there's still the little action and everything like that and it still pushes the narrative you know pushing the narrative along but then you get those episodes four episode five and then you see like oh crap this is what happens in Kansas City when they try to control it in a way that clearly did not work because look what happens all of them yeah, come out of the crowd of, uh, yeah, yeah it's. It's crazy. Like, now, they, were you guys hoping the bloater was going to come out of that hole? Because that's what I was waiting for. Well, oh, I was I mean, waiting for it. I was. That's that's what it, they yeah. were. Yeah, I think I think they they needed it. To, I think it's also interesting that they they use that as like a big action scene that brings together multiple uh, storylines, multiple characters, yes. and multiple points of a game that were separate moments in the game. Yeah, uh, as well, which is which is interesting. So. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you mentioned, Lauren, I, I, I mentioned that we'll get back to it, but the new characters in the last episode mm -hmm. uh, were, were excellent. Um, Super uh, Sam. These are literally my favorite character. Yeah, they're, oh, uh, man, they're, uh, they're great. I, I thought it was very interesting that, uh, oh my God, why is the name escaping me now? The child. Um, Super Sam. Sam? Yeah. yeah, Sam and Henry. Yeah, Henry's oh Henry, that, yeah. Henry. I was like, no, I know older, it's not Sam. I know, yeah, it's not, oh no, it brother. is Sam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the fact that uh, Sam is now a deaf character, I think, is very oh, interesting. Oh, so good. Yeah, you know, and again, I think we've seen deaf characters in. I mean, I think uh, Quiet Place is a perfect example. You've seen deaf yeah. a deaf character yeah. that is in a world that is based around sound, 
I pretty much thriving in that world because they thriving don't make in, in, a, in a very you know uh, particular way mm-hmm. here yes okay maybe you may have seen that in a post-apocalyptic type, type of thing but there's something about it that really worked that they made that decision and i really appreciate like how deep they went with that experience how he has yeah. the pad to write everything down also those pads that you write down and and, and strip the, the you know, sketch. erase it those things man i remember having those things they were so much Heck fun yeah. as a kid right i was like right, i haven't right. seen one of those things in 30 years that's amazing that they have one of those <laughs> they even exist <laughs> like i thought that was right. great power how could you not resonate with our favorite little comic book loving uh, character in the last one <laughs> yeah no it was great I did. I did really enjoy it. And uh, it did give me Last of Us, or not Last of Us, Quiet Place vibes yeah. a lot Yeah. in yeah. that episode. Yeah, I, I think um, I think some, like that, Lauren, I think you touched on it earlier, is that um, the last scene of the latest episode, mm-hmm. like when they're burying the two of them, especially, you know, Ellie and Sam and, and you know, little notepad and everything like that. Yeah hit much harder yeah. in this episode than it than that those moments did in the game and sure it it's because you're looking at real people the acting is very well done obviously oh. like all of that stuff is great so i can understand why there's more of a connect but there was something about how it all played out over the episode that just really really worked and like mm-hmm. the the violent zombie show makes you cry like it's just it's fucking wild and it's so yeah, yeah it's, it's so, so good. dark it's so yeah. uh like dark dark that the third episode giving you that like hopeful kind of episode about this love story that can live in this world was kind of needed to to have a break from the unrelenting darkness that the show is is showing you (laughs) everything's bleak bleakness right so so it'd be cool if they kind of mix that in every few episodes and give you this like these kind of stories that are just more uplifting and more you can kind of like take a break from the bleakness Mm -hmm. um but what I enjoyed I, what I, the moment of laughter at the end of episode four. That was fun. Yeah, what I what I like about yeah. the show being adaptive from a video game is when I see little video game, uh, like inspirations, like the small mm. character having to crawl through the hole. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like when your companion has to like crawl through the crack in the wall and unlock the door. He's like, I can't whatever. get through. Unlock the door. Or like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's totally the video game. Hundred percent. Like, something that you do. In that yeah, game, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. She time. crawls through the small All cracks. So that's the do the show. Even People... that. Even that moment when he's like hide hide in the wall, like go go through that mm-hmm. part of the wall in episode three or no four, I guess four. It, it is yeah. when they first get attacked or whatever. That scene is a scene from the game. You know, like right. that yeah. setting where you're sort of like in a store and. And the guy comes and attacks you and like all those types of things. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it, it, again, it, it doesn't feel like a video game. It just, Oh, this happened. It organically happened. Yeah. yeah it's they organic. It's it. organic. Yeah. It could be cheesy if they don't pull off right, but they do it organically. Yeah. That someone that doesn't play video games would just go right over their head. It would just be a, but if yeah. you play video games, you're like, Oh, that's the part where, and then the yeah. other part is when you have all the zombies, then you have the elite zombie who's like yeah. bigger and harder <laughs> to kill than the rest <laughs> of the zombies. <laughs> it's like, Oh, that's, Loader, like the elite, man. that's the elite uh, character. That's like the mini boss. Like I was telling oh, my wife, yeah. like, Oh, there's like the mini boss from the game. Like, I was, <laughs> I was like, waiting the rest of them he's like he's harder to kill like that's a video game that's right from the video game well well, like dave mentioned when you first encounter the bloater it's very much like a boss level and honestly i was i was waiting off yeah i was waiting to see how they were going to adapt that like how are they going to bring this thing in and not not for it to feel like that and and i guess in in ways it did feel that way power but like i also think like 
it was a great moment for that. Like, it oh, was it did great... it's not explained yeah. why he's like yeah. bigger and stronger than the rest. Yeah. He just shows up. If you know video game language, you know, hey, it's hard. He's harder to kill. He's the kind of the, mini, the elite, the mini boss. And, <laughs> right. you know, Lord of the Rings did that too. With like, you have the orcs, then you have the further call. Yeah, like, yeah. stuff for her to kill orcs. And, and, uh, there's it's, nothing wrong it's with thing, it. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like, um, you know, in in the heat of the moment, you know, they're stuck under the bus. And you think, okay, one of them's going to get bit. And you're right, Power. They play with the tropes a little bit here. But what I thought was nice was, like, you, you get that moment of hope. Like, I'm really hoping that Ellie's blood can somehow change this kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, so heartbreaking. Save yeah. him, you know what I mean? So when he does start freaking out, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. Like, of course it didn't work. Like, she just mashed her, her blood on him and hoped for a miracle. Like, it would kind of be cheesy mm-hmm. if it did. But, you know, you, you hope for the best. But at the, that point, it was, it was pretty surprising still. And yeah. again, that changing that again, small moment because in the game, Ellie and Sam have a conversation, but he doesn't tell her that he's bit. No. And you know they do have that little interaction, but then she leaves. In the game, she leaves. The next morning, she goes to wake him up, and that's when the attack happens. But because of what they did, because of making Sam a deaf character, and that connection between them. You know, writing on that, just catching up. Like, man, do that just it hit harder. So it's such a small change, but the change worked so well. Yeah. That even though as a gamer I knew what was going to happen, that moment still sucked and it still hurt. <laughs> it's still just like sucked, played. <laughs> it's yeah. still played out as I played I thought it. Henry did a game. good job too. Like the actor who played oh, Henry like, was able to really kind of sell oh, this. That, the that moment where he shoots show, him and it's just like yeah. you just can't believe what oh. just happened or what he did. Like he can't believe himself. You know, like that's that's the acting in the show has been so good. I mean yeah. again you can talk about Pedro and Bella because they yeah. have been outstanding. But man, I'm telling you, these other characters that we meet along the way have done such a good job. Absolutely. And again, it, as a video game fan, we know that Perry, that Perry character was Tommy in the video He's game. He's Tommy. How's that? There he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because as again, in the as a fan, you hear that voice. You're like, oh, my yeah. God. But again, they again, if you didn't know that, it didn't matter. It, didn't matter. Just, yeah. it was just another character. Yeah. But again, it's well, and, he, and Tommy doesn't nonsense. it's not like Tommy looks like perry then right right it's not like they're trying to just re recreate him but put a gun in his hand like that's really you know that's not what they're doing so right Um, it it worked they've done such a really good job at adapting and knowing when to make those changes and when those decisions again shot to shot do everything and i'm glad this is not because they talked about it i remember i can't remember if it was in the podcast but neil talked about like in 2014 15 they were almost going to make this into a like a movie back then mm. but he felt that you know how the studio oh, at the time wanted them to do movie. <laughs> no and that's <laughs> and basically that's what he thought because they from what i are you gonna tell that me, story the, in two hours or whatever. yeah neil yeah. said that they wanted to do it was more of a world war z type than oh like, yeah the, no. so he was no. like nah i can't like he couldn't get no. behind it and like they it never it never panned out so luckily, you know, they were able to do this through HBO. And Mike, like you're saying, they got the Zaddy, no other, Pedro Pascal. And there's no other better place to do this type of show than HBO. Honestly, oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. you put it on any other streaming, I streaming or whatever. 
I don't think you're going to get this was a network series. It would be no bueno. No, it'd be trash. It'd be trash. And and honestly, like, you know, not everything. It would be Walking Dead. Like it's, 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 it's HBO does Walking Dead. It's Walking Dead, but it's elevated better. Right. That's what it, that's what it is to me. It's like, that's why I called it HBO does Walking Dead, but I, I I do want to see it go places that the Walking Dead didn't. And so far it's giving me a lot of the same Z vibes, but I will, I'm with it and I will see where it takes me. I don't want it to go like, oh, take the girl to the scientist and her blood is the cure. Like that will be too predictable. But I don't know what happens. So you guys know what happens. What do you call it? Ch- uh, children of Men. Style? Yeah, Children of Men. Exactly. That's the vibe I got from. <laughs> and that was Children of Men. Yeah. Excellent, but yeah, excellent I, movie. I, it's a movie. great movie. I mean, you're <laughs> gonna copy anything. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're gonna copy, if you're gonna go with anything, I mean, that's right. a great way to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think HBO is. Is the perfect place for this show. You give it yeah. to anybody else. I don't think you get as much production value because I'm telling you, man, those clickers, that bloater, oh, that is good. all prosthetic. So really well it's so it's good. So freaking so good. good, man. Oh, and when, any when they, any yeah. special effects, any like um, CGI that they had to do, God, it looks flawless. It really it looks does. good. And all the all the the clicker uh, stuff was was all practical as well. Yeah. So that yeah. moment in the second episode where they where they run into oh, them, um, with the two of them, I, I one I was excited to just like see what my wife was gonna see and experience mm-hmm. those for the first time because like it, it's funny I sort of explained to her where it's like they're like the they're like the grunts they're sort of like the the average um, zombies in a lot of ways in the game the but infected? they're so terrifying yeah or infected be. But in a way, they're so terrifying, just like the rest of them, right? Like, yeah, there's something about them. Like, even though you can kill them with just one stab or one shot or whatever, if you if you did that, oh, correctly, the clickers, the clickers, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter that there is a way to kill them and kill them, quote unquote, easily. They're just freaky as shit, and they nailed it with this, like yeah. the sound and the way they looked and moved the actors that had had the the body movements of them and everything was so good amazing yeah. like completely yeah. something freaky it. about to me about how they just go like they're like a force right they go in a straight line they crash into stuff it's like yeah. they're just yeah. following the sound right and then- and, so we- and and um i think it was tess was explaining also in that moment mm-hmm. just before they ran into them or just after how like it's not really about the fact that you can't be bitten like telling ellie it's it's the fact that these things can just jump on top of you and tear you to pieces. Yeah, yeah. like it doesn't matter that you're immune; they could fuck you up. Like. Exactly. And then she saw an example of that at the end of the the most recent episode when is it Kathleen? Is that her name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kathleen. When she got jumped by the by the child one that was chasing her in the car, which is so it poetic, jumps her down and just rips so her apart. And she, you, they have a shot of her face, and she's like, "Oh shit, I get it now." Yeah, like yeah. because she just yeah. witnessed it, and she's like, "That thing was like a foot away from me." I gotta say, like, it's, it's always children wild. are always the creepiest in these kind of series. <laughs> yeah. Like that child, quote unquote, zombie was like the creepiest I've seen yet. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Whoever that was doing that that act, like holy, holy acting, like it was. Amazing. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was, it so was good. like half clicker, right? She had like. Yeah, I think I think she was. Yeah, it was sort of like an clicker. In yeah, because they're like, yeah, because so we've wild. seen like the different iterations. We've seen obviously the the runners slash when you first get infected. Yeah, runner. I guess see yeah, the yeah. progress, and then you see the progression to clicker, and then clicker to bloater. So we've seen like the three kind of big transitions that these people go through if they are, 
you know, stay, if they are able to stay in those forms long enough, because that's what even Joel said in episode two, when he was telling Ellie about, you know, some of them last a couple months, some have been walking yep. around for 20 years. So it just, it just depends, man. Yeah. Such and now we world. know what they look like when they've been walking around for 20 years. Yeah. Are the bloaters. <laughs> Those Bloater. big boys, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's, I, I think we're all very excited to sort of see where it goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and it's, it's fun to see an adaptation, but it's fun to just experience a good story and a good show like doesn't matter where yeah. it came from you know it is cool to see those points and sort of compare notes so to speak but like yeah i, I think we've all mostly enjoyed it so far and 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 points and stuff so, and it's just we'll, we'll see where it goes mike yeah. you're, you're still looking forward to it like you said right like regardless. Oh, yeah, for sure. yeah like i so said it's, I think it's episode over- three it sold me and it's got me hooked yeah the, the only the downside all year. yeah the only downside i think is that episode four and five came out four days apart uh, or oh, yeah, yeah, four and five, and yeah. then we have to wait oh, have, an entire ten days. So Come on, yeah. I love I that it's coming say. out weekly, though. I love that's coming <laughs> yeah. weekly and not yes. not dropped. It's it would be kind of a two week conversation, and then it would be done if it was all yeah. at once. Right? Yeah, so, and it and it yeah. deserves more. It deserves more than that, right? So and it, it's fun to see again people that uh, that haven't played the game, like Mike, even though they might be familiar with the kind of zombie genre, how they kind of see this show as either being different, what they like, dislike. And then how it all plays out, you know, because yeah. how weird as, you know, as a huge Game of Thrones fan as I am, I've never read the books. I don't know any of that material. So, again, moments that people that had read the book know were coming, like, blew my mind. So it's yeah. weird being on the other end of it, playing these games, knowing these moments are coming. Again, especially in those in these first five episodes, like, it still hits hard, though. Like, they did it such a good job. That yeah. the moments are still hitting for funny. people to play the game. Somehow it's it still too, works. Like, yeah. With an IP like Last of Us, it's based on a video game that not everyone has played. I feel like I've seen more praise for Episode 3 than I've seen like people like, oh, it's different than the game. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. but it's funny when you compare that to something like Star Wars. Cause I just thought about this. In Boba Fett, Bug of Boba Fett, like they take one or two episodes or one and a half episodes to depart from the main storyline and mm-hmm. tell more Mandalorian stories. If that wasn't like rooted in IP and have such a huge star Wars fan base, like I don't think it would have been as big a deal. Like people complaining, Oh, this right. isn't Boba Fett. This is Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, like we get this great <laughs> episode with Nick Offerman and it's like, nah, like it's, it's good to kind of take risks and play around. I think it's, yeah, a, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they're doing it really well. So, um, okay. So more last of us, more bad batch coming up. Um, and, uh, we're just going to enjoy our TV. We're just going to enjoy it week to week and soak it all in. And we'll just let you know. Enjoy your TV. Like, enjoy it. Give it a hug. Give it a, <laughs> pay Disney more money. Yeah. 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 Um, well, this one, not Disney. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Lauren, uh, thank you very much for sticking with us, uh, through all of this. This is awesome. Um, I know, uh, I know you're doing a lot of great stuff out there, but, uh, just a reminder where everyone can find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, thanks guys for having me on. Uh, this is so much fun. I love talking to you guys, talking star Wars, last of us, 
we talked about the Batman before. We talked a lot about. Uh, no, we talked stuff, about the Batman for over two hours. So. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you're yeah, we you're did. in a special it. tier of back in my day, guys. I, I rewatched re- re- that movie actually literally yesterday, and it's still oh, awesome. It's by the still way, slams, still Like man. I haven't it's watched it since, good. and it's it's still great. It's yeah. so good. Again, there's so much more to come out this year too. So I'm excited yeah. to hear. hear <laughs> Holy shit! It's only February. Your thoughts. I know, right? We're only in February, man. This is crazy. But yeah, you guys can follow me uh, on Twitter and Hive at Low Row Knows. You can follow the Galactic Podcast at Galactic Pod on Twitter. You can follow Geek Broadcast at Geek Broadspod on Twitter as well. And then those, both of those podcasts are on all the major platforms: Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify. So go check us out. We talk Star Wars and Galactic Podcast, and then Geek Broadcast. We talk about anything and everything uh, else besides yeah. Star Wars. So amazing. <laughs> Um, Mike, I know you are very sleep deprived and that's okay, but where's everyone going to find our stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Cause I'll, I won't forget the handle. It's so easy to remember. It's at day back in. That's it on social media. You can find amazing us. how that happened. Amazing. amazing right? eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the social media apps at day back in and the podcast is called back in my day. And we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash back in my day. All right. Amazing. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. Lauren, thanks for being here. And we will see everybody soon. You haven't seen The Last of Us. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's true. It's true.